1: Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast, I'm Smith. I'm Seth.
2: It's the voice that makes you moist, Marcus.
0: It's the return, the The rain has finally come back to the dust bowl that has been this podcast. That's right. And it here. is time to drench the soil with Marcus. Mm-hmm.
2: Blessing the rains here with the Millennials. Mm.
1: You know, I didn't know you'd like to get wet, Jake. <laughs> We all like to get wet around here. <laughs> Damn right, Seth. You you always react badly to uh to my jokes. The fact that they're as bad as the ones you make, I think it's you see yourself in the mirror and you 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 reject it. You flee No, no, it. no. That's actually not true because
0: I don't know. Maybe it's it's either that it's you. Specifically or that your jokes actually are bad because sometimes I'll like watch internet videos and somebody will make jokes that are very similar to mine and I will bust the fuck up. I'm just like, this is so funny. But when you do it, I don't know. I just I feel like, I feel like it's out of your wheelhouse. I feel like oh, really? your
1: humor <laughs> is more about like falling over and pooping and peeing yourself. That's more <laughs> your <laughs> random <new> comment. <laughs> I mean, Seth, you're you're absolutely not wrong. Uh, I'm very good at falling down and peeping and, peeping <laughs> peeping and, pooping, <laughs> and pooping on myself. Exactly. And, <laughs> and it's so funny. That. It's always it funny. And, and then you like funny things, skillset. you know, that's like always great. I'm trying to get more into your version of humor, which is like extremely dumb wordplay is yes. quoting Anchorman. Almost. So I'm, I'm really trying that. Almost
0: like anti-wordplay. Uh that's kind of like the 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 world i'm swimming in also i don't quote anchorman
1: (laughs) what are you talking about i like how you said that much which is a very good i'm glad you did that i mean we all do though like oh
0: that escalated quickly and you know stuff like that
1: but i'm not i love lamp i love lamp i mean clearly we all milk was a bad choice i'm trapped in a glass case of emotion it's you know there's a a podcast called
0: glass case of emotions
1: isn't it Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast?
0: It's not his podcast, but it's another NASCAR podcast, yeah. Oh, okay. I think his is called the Dale Jr. Download, which is... Uh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what's a word for the internet? Download. Got it. Podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it worked out, didn't it? Yep. I think they recorded, like, right down the road from where I live. So, you know, I could oh, probably gosh. probably sneak by there someday and, uh, you know, photo bomb a recording. <laughs> See if you can get him on the podcast. That would be good. Can you imagine what we would talk to Dale Earnhardt Jr. about? So Dale, what's your opinion on a uh, linen? You. But the funny thing is, you say that as if every week we talk about linen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Seth. All right, Mister Fucking Fancy Pants. Let's talk about linen then. What's your opinion on linen? I mean, second best beetle. Um, <laughs> fourth best. Wait, who's the first best? uh george harrison obviously um okay all right marcus this man has clearly lost his
2: mind <laughs> marcus what's your opinion on lennon i mean i put it on my bed like before i go to sleep it's pretty nice <laughs> yes
0: i love it <laughs> yep damn see
2: marcus, marcus really gets jokes. it marcus yeah, gets does. it see
1: He does understand.
2: I I try to go between witty and uh, poopy pants humor, you know. (laughs) Keeps me flexible and moist.
1: Yeah. There we go. Okay, so... You know what? We'll, we'll come to politics later. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll say politics, Marcus. Mm-hmm. You have been jonesing to tell the people your opinions on Godzilla versus King Kong I have. or Godzilla versus Kong. So, what was? What were you thinking? Okay.
2: So I'm gonna make it real quick since you already get you guys already did the episode. I was here. That's my fault. Ugh, Godzilla. Oh, the latest Godzilla movie is great as far as monster fights go and awesome action scenes. Yes. Like, All the human filler was really weird. (laughs) Yes.
0: Thank you. It was so bad. The more, and I've thought about it more since I watched the movie and I hate all the human stuff even more now. Like I'm really like, it was so useless and I could have done, I could have done without it. And, the thing is, I've not wa- I've only watched like the first 10 minutes of the first episode, but uh, Ginny Tartofsky, who's in it, a- I'm probably saying their name wrong, but they're an incredible animator who did like the original Star Wars Clone Wars and has done Hotel Transylvania and all that. They have, their own- they have a show on HBO Max now called Primal, which is a show set fucking forever ago, and there's no dialogue, and the show still fucking works. And I'm like, that proves you can do Kong versus Godzilla with no damn humans in it. Just have them settle their problems their way. So right. I'm like, they've done it. It's possible. And it's been done, you know, by a very famous animator. We can make it work in Hollywood. I don't need these humans anymore. Not even the hot ones. <laughs>
2: Not even the hot ones. Yes. Uh, I was I was very surprised when the hot lady died. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm good with this.
0: Oh, you mean but the yeah. only one character that died in the whole movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> or I guess the I guess her dad died too. Yeah,
2: yeah. but my 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 biggest gripes are our podcast dude, who is who's black as night. Apparently, Blake bathes uh, with bleach, and I was like, that's that's kind of weird. And also, yeah. Yeah. Was, Marcus, is is your thought that he would
1: turn white?
2: Is that what going I mean, to him? No, but like, like when I heard that, it 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 drew it drew that like. That analog that like some people in Africa like bathe in bleach to like lighten their skin, and it I was like, oh, that's that's a weird thing to to put in this movie, but whatever. I've never heard of that. That's wild. Is that true? That is true. Like they actually sell like bleach based shit that like people are using to lighten their skin. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought that, and we disagree on this, me and Smith, but I think the Brian Tyree Henry, the, the black guy, his character, I think that he is such an incredible actor. Actually, probably one of my five favorite working actors right now, but this movie did him dirty. I think that a lot of his, he had some funny lines, but a lot of his lines were incredibly off-putting and honestly pretty cringe, in my opinion. And so... I mean, I'm glad he's in a big movie, but I'm also glad he's going to be in stuff like Eternals to kind of maybe wash this taste out of my mouth. Because I was very upset with what the studio did with his character.
2: Right. And his whole, like, what is it? Uh, conspiracy theorist, uh, I guess, design. <laughs> the whole tap water conversation they had. I was like, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> um yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was not into that one either. Yeah, they're giving a lot of credence to, <laughs> to the kind of people you shouldn't be listening to.
0: Podcasters, you're right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They are the real enemy. (laughs) Yeah, the tap water one was the one that kind of I was like, all right, guys, we all know fluoride's good for you. You should have. And then I'm sure someone out there listening to this is going to be like, that's what that's what a guy who drinks fluoride would say. Well, guess what, motherfuckers, out here we don't have any fluoride in our water, so I'm immune and I still love it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm a fluoride convert. It was an entertaining movie. Just, God, just get rid of the humans, man, and you'll have the perfect Godzilla movie.
1: You know, I will say, there is one Godzilla film where I like the humans, and it was Final Wars. Because, first of all, they're not in it very much. But also, they are like, let's just fucking go big with these human characters. So you have got that American like pro wrestler who's the captain of the submarine airship, and he's just walking around chewing gum and saying ridiculous shit. And you've got the Japanese like super soldier guys, and they all have huge personalities. And my favorite part of that movie, though, is when Rodan attacks New York City and flaps the wings, and it cuts to New York City. And this movie takes place in at the time the 2000 or whatever seven or eight present. It looks like the 19 fucking 70s. There are dirty ass streets with newspapers blowing around. There's a cop car that is clearly from the 70s and a man who is in full like pimp outfit running away from this this wind and I'm like I love it. Yes, let's just go full stereotype with everything. Do it. Please. Yeah. It was a great scene. Yeah, and I'll say if you want Godzilla movies that have really good
0: human elements, the two that are what am I trying to say? To the top of the pack, in my opinion, even though one of them is derided for it, is 2014's Gareth Edwards Godzilla. I, I mean, people make fun of it so much for how much of the human element there is, but it's actually done very well for a giant monster movie. And then the second one is uh, Shin Godzilla, which we talked about last week. I know you haven't seen um, yet, Smith, and I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it, Marcus, but it's from 2018, 2017. And it's like one; it's maybe the best Godzilla movie in my opinion. And its human element is done very well. And it's entirely it's a jap it's a Japanese uh, production. There's no, there's nothing. It's kind of like from the source. So yeah, I, I think that one's really good too. But yeah, I, I, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you can't nail the human element, get rid of it. You don't need it.
1: There you go. Now I will say, Marcus Shin Godzilla was directed by the guy that did Evangelion. Yes. So, oh, ho, ho. yeah.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That is true.
1: Who has a new project. I can't remember. Was it? He's got something he's working on now. It's a new, a new anime or a common writer. I think something like that. So that should be interesting. Yeah. So I, I Shin Godzilla is on my list for sure. though. Yeah, I, know yeah. I should have seen it a long time ago, but it's just like, I keep putting it off. Yeah. It's great. Uh, highly recommend it to anyone who's, I think, I think what him. put me off on it was the fact there's no other giant monsters. I'm like, I want to see a big giant monster fight. I don't want to see Godzilla fight the military. That's kind of boring. But but I've heard it's I've heard it's more of a movie about a natural disaster than it is about a big monster. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's like why the human elements
0: the work movie. pretty well because it's like it shows more people actually working working together to be like, oh shit, something has happened and we gotta we gotta solve this.
1: So oh, yeah, I love that one. I do love the idea of solving Godzilla. Like, how? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah let's put our heads together real
0: quick, boys. Yeah, <laughs> I do love, and it happens in every godzilla movie but especially happens in the american ones it happens in every american movie is when the military shoots something and the bullets have no effect their answer is just to keep shooting it in the hopes
1: that it'll work (coughs) which i think is accurate oh yeah probably what we would do oh yeah
0: it's completely accurate like we would not even because the smart thing to do is oh bullets don't work let's work on let's work on the next thing let's try missiles if those don't work. Okay, we got to get some scientists in here and work on some stuff. But no, we're just like, let's just shoot bullets forever and never. just hope that another big monster is going to come help us out because there's no way we're handling this shit.
1: Think <laughs> about so We we made all these bullets, all right? They need to. <laughs> be they gotta fired, go somewhere. We wasted that time. <laughs> right. Might as well put them at Godzilla. Oh,
2: God. I will say, Mechagodzilla was. Quite impressive where he was beating Godzilla's ass. Oh my! Yeah,
0: God. I like the rocket propelled punch from the back. That was great. Right. But what we, we talked
1: spun all the way around. Yeah. And, but oh, what like, we talked about
0: was, oh, don't you think he should have had the bulkier design from the original movies? I didn't like this slim, like just wireframe Mecha Godzilla from the new movie. I kind of wanted that big, bulky silver machine we saw in the
1: past. That was yeah, like fun. he was too. He was like gaunt almost. Like I, I want the big, th- I, want, I want that thick with the two C's fucking Mechagodzilla yeah, out I want here. Mechagodzilla double cheeked up on a Tuesday <laughs> night ready to fucking you know, go to town
0: on Godzilla and King Kong.
1: Because that, like, the, the American Godzilla is fucking thick. Like that motherfucker is got thighs on him for days. Yeah. So his opponent should too. Also, That's Godzilla cool. should be bigger. Yeah. Godzilla should be monumentally huge. He was bigger in 2014. He wasn't
0: was he? way bigger in the Gareth Edwards one, which was one of the reasons I loved it so much. He should be big. Like he was so big, he caused a fucking flood in Hawaii when he first showed up. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like a helicopter should look like a freaking Prius, nat yeah, like a nat compared to this man. Like it should be tiny. That's the way I see Godzilla. How he would fit under the ocean, I don't know. Because I'm thinking big.
1: Ocean's fucking huge. Right. It'd be okay.
2: And there's probably some weird space portals down there or something. You know, that's true. Hollow Earth. <laughs> it's the Hollow Earth. Oh, you're right. We solved yes. it, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't solve it. They already, already solved it. We were, hollow Earth's already there. The greatest addition to this movie is the true, Hollow Earth. That's In my true. Opinion, like- <laughs> and the fact that hot Alexander Skarsgård is into Hollow Earth kind of validates yeah. all the Hollow Earthers out there. It does. Because as we all know, if you believe something you're hot, it's probably true. Oh, God. That is something I've
0: weirdly I th- I have learned is I think that the quickest way to become successful
1: and respected in your field is honestly to be hot. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Wow, It's the way it works. what happened with uh, Jordan Peterson. Is he hot? No,
0: that was a joke. oh okay. I was about to say
1: <laughs> sorry. I that's, that's I don't know if I get this one. sick bird did you hear what happened with him recently by the way no so y'all so he somebody recently like showed him that back in like 2018 ta coates the atlantic writer yeah. was writing for captain america oh you see this
0: the red skull thing
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, what happened basically in his version of his it's, it's not the original red skull but it's a guy using the red skull persona he had like 12 rules for life and like clean your room and all this Jordan Peterson stuff that was, like, promoting his Red Skull stuff. And Jordan Peterson was like, did they really compare me to, the, to a Nazi, the Red Skull? And I'm like, I think if you see it yourself, that's saying more about you than, uh, than the character. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's one of those things where even if you see it, you probably shouldn't say it.
1: <laughs> because right. that
0: means you're admitting that it's easy to make a Nazi character based off of your ideals.
1: Yeah, it, was, it seemed completely normal to me. I didn't really much care for the Ta'Nehisi coach run on Captain America, but that was a pretty fucking, oh, that, that was a pretty good gag. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I need to read that run. I've heard, I've heard like incredibly mixed things. I've
0: heard some people who absolutely love it and some that just think it's really bad. So I need to go back and read that one.
1: Also, Peterson now posted a picture. You know the Hydra logo yeah. with all the fucking like tentacles? It's a lobster with all a bunch of claws. And I'm like, not helping your case, my friends. <laughs> yeah, big Yorko <laughs> most fan out here. Um, <laughs> If you're co-opting the Nazi the, the Nazi adjacent guys imagery, you should think harder about what you're doing. Oh, have you seen the new Falcon and Winter Soldier? I have, yeah.
0: I was so what happens in the episode completely aside. I was shocked. And I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was shocked that Disney actually finally condemned Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Because as we all know, one of the weirdest things about the First Avenger, the Captain America movie, is they never like really show him fighting a Nazi outside of some, you know, show him punching Hitler stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is really weird because it's like an easy slam dunk. It's 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 World War II, you know, kill some Nazis. Um but they never do that. And it's weird because you know, there's this whole thing now where it's you can't say Nazis are bad anymore for some reason. We we've we've gotten to that part of society. Um, but in the newest episode, they actually had a guy. They had a guy who was basically like, you know, my grandpa. He he was he, or uncle, whatever. He was crazy, and like he was, he was like, if you're scared of something, then you're doing the right thing. And he fought Nazis. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, sadly, this guy is supposed to be one of the bad guys in the show. But this episode did do a little bit humanize them and show that they're not necessarily the worst people. So I was, I was, I was shocked and very delighted that we finally decided to condemn Nazis. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It always felt weird in that first cut in America they were just like, Yeah, the Hydra guys, they're like, the Nazis even the Nazis don't like. Like, trust us. We don't have to show their the flag or anything of the real Nazis. These guys are way worse. Yeah. Believe us. Yeah, this episode was interesting because they're the the, the writing of the show again is so incoherent. It's just like none of it makes any sense. Like at one point, the guy who's the new John Walker is like, yeah, I got a medal's honor. It was the worst day of my life. Okay, yeah. Makes it a fair... That's that's probably true. It probably was the worst day of your life when you saw a bunch of folk die and had to save a bunch of people. That's probably a pretty terrible situation to be in. Also, you talk about humanizing the Flag Smashers, but the, she Carly Morganthau's over here threatening Sam's sister and shit, like talking about, I'll kill your fucking family yeah. and all this. And then they kill Battlestar. And everyone acts like it's this holy shit moment. They blew up like 40 guys in the last episode. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why is this a, a huge... It's so stupid. It made no sense. I I mean,
0: I think, I mean, yeah, all that stuff is, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But I thought the new episode was actually fucking fantastic. And I, I was really, oh, really excited with where they went.
1: It got things back on fucking track. Finally, we're we're back to the fucking plot of what's happening. Yeah.
0: Um I thought the, the the ending was great. Uh I don't know. I really ha- the only thing I want from this show is Wyatt Russell to get more work in Hollywood cuz I absolutely love that actor.
1: I think he's he's basically playing a character from the comics called US Agent mm-hmm. who had the exact same plot arc of got the super, heroes, super soldier serum and went crazy and then became like a crazy CIA operative yeah. so they might they could bring they could make him a recurring character I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't also, care if he gets
0: more MCU work. I just want to get him more more work oh, elsewhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm sure the Marvel work pays pretty well. Oh yeah. Also, uh, Zemo is the best character. Uh, he's the only person here who, who's doing what doing what needs to be done. I'm not gonna say he's the best character because I don't. I don't know. I don't. There's so many
0: complicated like layers to the discussion, but he is certainly the actor having the best time. That Daniel Bruhl is. I mean, uh, quietly, like one of the great actors of our generation. Like he really has done some incredible stuff. Like he did, like in *Inglorious mm-hmm. Bastards*, and then in *Winter Soldier*, he had like he just had such he had such fun. But he had or in *Civil War*, I mean. But man, he is just chewing the scenery in this show. So uh, and the, the dance scene that everyone's going crazy about, yeah. he's loving it. So I, I'm really, I'm yeah. really, really happy for Daniel Bruhl. Speaking of Lenin, he's in a movie called Goodbye That it, it's, oh, yeah. it's about a guy who uh, pretends to live in the past in, uh, what is it, Soviet Union. Um, because I think his mom got out of a coma or something. He didn't want to shock her. So he, he does everything to pretend that they're actually like 20 years in the past. It's pretty, it's actually a pretty uh, good movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's our Lennon connection for the episode.
1: There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that. Also, I did see y'all. Seen this? Y'all aren't on, really on Twitter that much, but there's a currently there's a guy who uh, Marcus, you, you don't watch the show, do you? So you're just being left out
2: entirely. I mean, yeah, but it's all right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll recover with another show. <laughs> well,
1: there, there's a moment in the in the show where in this episode where the remember remember from Black Panther the Dora Milaje the women yeah. warriors that were all around Black Panther they like this one who like pr- I guess helped out. Bucky in the past, like takes his arm off of him. Like he, she pops his prosthetic arm off. Yeah, of she him, does like a little cheek coat little on his shoulder,
0: and then it falls off. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, to defeat him. And on Twitter, there's this guy who was like, "That was pretty fucked up." Like he trusted them, and they they programmed this failsafe into his arm, and it's caused a lot of controversy, of course, uh, on Twitter. And for me, you know, I, I'm missing a limb, so at first I was like, "Yeah, that would suck to like get your limb popped off in the middle of a fight. That would really be that would suck." But at the same time, it's like also fuck Bucky. Like these people don't trust that motherfucker, and you shouldn't trust him. Like, you think the African nation's going to trust the guy who worked for the fucking CIA and shit? I don't think so. Well, except for that one guy who's playing Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: Bilbo gets a pass. The thing is, Bilbo, how could he not?
1: I wasn't bothered by the whole
0: taking them away. I was bothered by the fact that the fight even happened between Bucky and the Dormilaje. Because, like, what happened there was they were trying to stop them from killing John Walker and Battlestar. And I'm like... Or they're trying to... Catch so that they could get to Zemo, basically. And I was like, yeah. who gives a shit? Like... Yeah. Uh, do you honestly think you can't get anything done without Zemo? And that these two even matter? Like, le- These ladies can beat the shit out of you. And they obviously can apparently take your arm off. Just, don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just walk out.
0: <laughs> just walk
1: away. Turn around. Leave, leave the room.
0: Because so, at first I thought they were going to try and just be like, hey, stop. And then when they didn't, they were going to... I don't know what to do. I'm like, why? I was I was so confused when Sam and Mucky started fighting with the Dormilaje. I'm like, you guys are like kind of on the same side. Right. What's going on here?
1: It was it was you know he clearly tell was Sam who was pushing him to do it. Uh, because I think Sam is, I think both these guys reflect sides of of Steve Rogers and Sam leans more towards the good guy, like conscience. But yeah, for me too, I was like, dude, just. Enjoy the show, is what I would do. Do you think if I were able to accurately
0: come up with a, a really good impression of Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, I'd be able to do it and get away with it? No, absolutely <laughs> what? not. What? <laughs> Why not?
2: Listen, if it's really good, i say
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah damn because i'm labbing it i'm not i'm obviously not gonna do it right here but i'm labbing it because he the way he talks to sam wilson is a little different than his regular voice and i think i can capture it
1: i can't wait to hear this (laughs) it's going to be the greatest day of my life
0: because you know you know that that sound he has as sam wilson Uh i'm i'm trying to get that all Um, right because uh, he's supposed to be from louisiana right and right, yeah. but he doesn't quite have a Louisiana drawl or anything, but he's because I guess he he's has so much influence from going to the military and being all around the world, so he's been pulled a little bit away from it. And I think I can live in that little that little crawl space that his his accent mm. is in.
1: Get up in there, crawl up in there, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get cozy, and then project. I can't wait. Yeah. Speaking of Louisiana, the the, the scene where the, the girl called his sister. And asked her like what she felt about the new Captain America, and she was like, "America doesn't care about my my, my problems, so why do I care about their mascot?" I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you got some you got some good lines. Yeah. This is good. More of this, please." Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, well, that wraps up our Falcon and the Winter Soldier wrap up podcast.
1: Uh, thank you for, <laughs> for listening. It's a three-person podcast where one person has watched the show. That right. is our hook: is that one person <laughs> yeah. very um,
0: unique, very tangentially unique. knows what we're talking about, but uh, doesn't really have <laughs> the uh, the prior
1: knowledge. Now well, you fuckers better get ready for the second version of this because when when Shimogami Tensei Nocturne comes out, we're doing an episode of the podcast where I talk about it to you two who have not played it or <laughs> know anything about it. I will play Shimogami Tensei Nocturne. Oh,
2: nice! I will play. Sorry. it. I'll be playing Genshin Impact. <laughs> Marcus, are you Marcus, ever going to play another me. game? Listen, I've also played Loop Hero. I finally hey. beat
0: the first, like, oh my skeletal God. boss. I want to play that game so bad. I don't have it yet. I've been trying to stop myself from buying games all the time, but I do want to play Loop Hero. It looks really good. And, like, yeah. it's way up my alley.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Whew. But a show we've all seen, Invincible.
1: Hell yes.
2: I am so excited. I'm all in. That the show's getting animated. Uninvincible. <laughs> I
1: might not be caught up. The last episode I watched was one where he went to Mars. There's one. There's, a, there's a new one. After that? Okay, I gotta watch that one next time. Oh, baby, is it a big one. Ooh. But Seth, are you also at the same camp as me where this show has too many plot threads that it's setting up at once? I don't
0: mind because I feel like a lot of animated shows kind of do that. Um... Oh, <laughs> if you're, if you're ready for plot threads, like, do you watch the new episode? They set up, like, three or oh, four gosh. more. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and they, they set up a plot thread that resolves and then creates a branch afterwards when it resolves. <laughs> um, wow. But, yeah, uh, I think Invincible is fucking really, really fun. And I, I, every time I watch it, I'm impressed by the voice cast. And, yeah, I, I. It's so, it's so cool. It's crazy to, I mean, it's, we're kind of in this renaissance now where we want, not only do we want, you know, more adult-centered or, like, R-rated, basically, superhero shit, but we also want more mature animated shows that aren't necessarily anime, I aren't necessarily, like, you know, Adult Swim, like Rick and Morty kind of stuff. We want that good sweet spot, and Invincible is really hitting it for me. It's, it's really fun to watch. It's not like, I don't think the show, the show has gone, like, too far yet i mean there are some pr- still some pretty insane scenes but it's not like incredibly over the top and all the animation it the budget must be crazy because not only are the is the voice cast insanely stacked but the animation is beautiful so i'm i'm all in on it so i think it's so good
2: oh yeah i read the invincible comic like years back and i was like man if they ever animate this it's gonna be awesome and here it is. I'm alive. Right now, when it's happening. I'm so fucking excited.
0: <laughs> I've heard the comic is a lot more wild, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, from what I've seen so far, they're, they're like, staying steady with, like, what happens. But at the same time, they're doing a lot of, like, of the more interesting things sooner. And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a lot that's gonna happen, like, with nice. work and... The universe basically
0: that seems like a, a theme with some of these shows though it's like oh have you seen the show preacher oh read the comic book that's even crazier it's like, oh have you seen the boys Oh, read the comic there's like five rape scenes in the first two pages <laughs> it's like oh have you seen invincible oh wait till you read the comic it's like every time one of these shows happens it shows you that like there's still like shows can be explicit but there's only so much you can really do as opposed to the wild world that is graphic novels and comic books.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, it was about time till like these big studios and stuff started listening to people. Like, oh, there's like a billion comics you can animate that are actually very good. Yeah.
1: So the question is: Is our animation industry going to become like Japan with everything just based on a manga?
2: I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind it.
0: I mean, considering like Marcus mentioned, there's oh there's like a wealth of incredible graphic novels out there that have not been adapted. I mean, the mm-hmm. fricking Why the Last Man TV show has been in pre-production for about eight years now. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Animate the shit. I'm tired. I'm tired of this this live action Why the Last Man bullshit. Animate it so we can watch it because it's great and it's something that it would <clears throat> it would be like appointment television. I believe like it would it would be really really big. Um and there's there's so many out there. I mean and they're they're finally catching up like lock and key just got something on Netflix, which in my opinion doesn't I don't know, it doesn't like line up with the comics enough to me. But we've got invincible now. We'll we'll get why the last man someday. I think that if we had been constantly keeping up with these graphic novels, it would be more viable to be like, okay, we need some original shit too. But since we haven't even tried besides I mean, I guess The Walking Dead. Yeah, just start adapting this shit because there's so much good stuff out there that a lot of people will not pay attention to because they just don't want to. First of all, they don't want to read books, and they don't even—they definitely don't want to read comic books for some reason, even though they're technically easier to read. Uh, in quotes, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that I think could could have some really good adaptations.
1: Dude, there are two comics I would kill for an adaptation of. One is Rat Queens. Yes, that fucking comic rules, and the other is Saga yes saga
0: saga is the show so rat queens would be an incredible animated program no doubt saga is a show that i i wish we could just put the most budget behind and make it live action because it would be bonanza bonkers crazy town if you could do that live action um folks he's not wrong yeah but yeah those are both really kill i think um, so, yeah. But, yeah, like, Marcus brought it up. I'm very glad Invincible is out there, and I'm pretty bummed there's only, like, three more episodes until we have to probably wait another year or two to get more.
2: Right. Oh,
0: man. I might go,
1: I might actually go and read the comics now. Because, oh, um, yes. I, I, I really do like the show. Or what show I'd really love to have that would never be done is Scud the Disposable Assassin. Oh. that was an oh, insane comic. Is, oh, that was such a
2: fun one.
0: Oh, yeah, and that one's, like, long as hell, too. There's a lot of, uh a lot of uh, material to go back to.
1: Yeah. It's just my favorite part of that whole comic is when it was when the were, the werewolf astronaut goes to the moon and touches it and becomes a werewolf kaiju. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the, it, it, the level of insanity in that comic. I would love to see somebody and, and just do it like with like a a, a super jail kind of vibe. Like yeah. Kind of animation.
2: Oh man. Just
1: little consistency. Just do it. I, I would, I'd eat it up.
0: And you know what we can put it into? And I hope we can all agree on this. We don't need any more live-action anime
1: uh, adaptations. We don't need it.
0: It's anime for a reason.
1: (laughs) Seth, I have some bad news for you on that front. lay it on me. Um, I just found out not long ago today that a live-action Gundam movie is coming to Netflix.
0: It's got the the Kong Skull Island guy. What's his name? Jordan Vogt-Roberts. Jordan Vogt-Roberts. I'm not sure if you guys have ever read his story, but he actually used the money and connections he made for making Kong Skull Island to hunt down a dude who beat the shit out of him in like, Botswana. Or, like, mugged him and beat the shit out of him and he, like, caught the guy and, like, got him arrested uh, through wow. years of research. <laughs>
1: wow. Anyways, so, unfortunately, the reign of the Netflix anime live-action adaptation is going to continue for now. Well, I'll
0: say, if you're gonna make a movie... Because, like, first of all, you, you're you're acting like Gundam is some kind of monolith. There are... A thousand different... I'm saying, like, there's a bunch of different anime of Gundam. There's a bunch of different stories within Gundam in graphic novels. Some of the toys apparently have their own stories as well that aren't even told in the anime. So, there's, like, a lot you can pull from, like, a Gundam movie. And, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if they're gonna, you know, hit the nail on the head, but there's a way to do that. I'm saying things like the, the Netflix Cowboy Bebop that's happening, which... Mm. I mean, I don't even care if you put good actors behind it. I don't need Cowboy Bebop to be live action. Cowboy Bebop is already great, and I can watch it whenever I want, and it's animated. I don't, I don't know why we have to put this money behind this, this incredibly expensive Cowboy Bebop remake, which, we all know, is going to suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
1: Well, hold on. Probably. It
0: could be good. I'm, saying, I'm, I, I'm one of the only people who actually does have some hope for the Cowboy Bebop thing. Because I like, I actually really like Jon Cho. People kind of shit on them from choosing him. But I'm like, I think the guy's got range. And I think he can pull it off. But yeah, I'm just like, I just have so little faith. Especially since Netflix was doing their live live action Avatar. And it was apparently so bad that the creators of Avatar split from them again. Like, it's just like, how do you not listen to the creative input of people who made the incredibly successful show already? I don't understand that, so I am gonna I am gonna go into the Cowboy Bebop with an open mind. I need to rewatch the anime, but I'm I, it, there's always that worry that they're gonna mess it up.
1: Makes sense. The, uh, so let's, go ahead, you, go, you go ahead. I oh, say so since we're talking about my anime, yeah. uh, I, I watched the reverse of what we're talking about, which is I watched a show called S S S S dot Gridman, mm-hmm. which is a a sequel to a live action show from the 90s uh in japan that was one of those remember how power rangers use like japanese actions footage cut with american actors that did the yeah. you know the actual like acting or whatever this was that and the animated version full episodes maybe the guys that made um kill the kill and little witch academia wow. studio trigger very good animators in my opinion uh great show, good twelve short twelve episodes, short sweet, had a cool little mystery, beginning, middle, and end, and it was done. And I I enjoyed it quite greatly. I uh, I thought it was thought it was good. That's awesome. Um yeah. <clears throat> What was I gonna say? Oh,
0: um Anime. Oh, the one the one thing I kinda of bring up to make anime fans mad. Mostly because I have no attachment to the original property, as I tell them that I liked the Netflix version of Death Note,
1: <laughs> and they wait, so y- they get so mad. <laughs> so you're trolling them with an opinion that I honestly hold.
0: Yeah, because I mean, okay, I honestly hold that opinion because once again, I have no attachment to the source material, and the movie has Lakeith Stanfield just chewing it up, and f- the first of all. The biggest disservice it must—the biggest disservice to the show, but service to me—is the movie is like barely feature-length.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: you, the movie is like eighty minutes long, and that made people mad because apparently the show's like you know twenty episodes, and they do the whole thing
1: <laughs> in eighty
0: minutes. Right. But I just don't care. I have no attack. I know what happens in the show. One of my friends watched it freshman year and told me the whole show. I never watched a single episode. He told it to me. I watched the movie. I'm like, they 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 got it right. The movie, the the movie from from what that friend told me, the movie honestly got it kind of
1: (laughs) right. Shit. Now, Seth, I think I think what you're you're saying, and I think we can all agree. Is that the ability of the of, of, of America to condense a twenty-four episode anime into an eighty-minute movie just shows our superiority as film? <laughs> um, <coughs> we took all the got it all. We distilled it all down. Don't worry, boys. We got this for you. Oh, you mean this big long anime? That's okay. We got that's it
0: cute. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, look, we got this guy. We call him Cut and Paste. All he does, he just he just cuts everything down. And he paced nothing. We just call him paced for fun. Um,
1: oh, God. <laughs> my cut case out is so paced it in the key field. And Willem Dafoe, like by the way. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, man. I, or,
2: I, did you, have you watched it? I haven't watched the live action.
0: Okay, so you're... <laughs> sorry, your opinion's invalid. I may have not watched the anime, listen, but my opinion's listen, valid. So. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you didn't watch the live action adaptation of Death Note.
2: As an anime fan, <laughs> I <am. laughs> I am obliged to come over there and hurt you, Seth. <laughs> like, give me a moment. I'm getting my <laughs> I'm getting on a bus. So yeah. I'll be there in
1: with a sword. Two the source material is
0: inconsequential, to my opinion. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> like um, I haven't watched it because, like, I saw Light's reaction to Ryuk, and I was like, "This man is crying." Like, <laughs> just like. Oh, Marcus! I'll tell you this: uh, if you saw this fucking thing, you'd be crying too. Right, but I'm not like Yagami. That man was like, "Oh, shit!"
1: This I, kid also isn't like Yagami. He's a white boy. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Light, and I guess some last <laughs> name that was definitely not Yagami. Yeah. Um, but Marcus, <sighs> honestly,
0: like I said, you 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 can blink your eyes and miss that movie. So if you if you ever do watch it, it's not gonna take you long.
2: I feel like I need to watch it. There. You
0: can put it on um, your phone while you play Genshin Impact, and you'll be fine.
2: Yeah. You know what? I think that's how I'll do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Also, I, I have I have branched out into a new kind of anime that I'm watching now. Uh, it is a, a, a comedy anime called Love is War. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, Seth, Marcus, you know what I'm talking about. I of do, course. I do. Seth doesn't know. No. But uh, So, Seth, I've learned a lot about Japan, asking questions about this show, and in Japan, from what I understand, I apologize to anybody out there who knows more than I do about this. Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. In Japan, there are, like, strict social hierarchies that are to be observed pretty much all the time, right? Like, especially once you're an adult, you fit into a category, right? And you you observe, like, the, with the whole formalities, like, I gotta call you by your last name, I gotta put, like, San or whatever on the end of it yeah. when I call you this stuff, right? In this show, the idea is there's two people who are like these super genius, the president and vice president of a student council at a fancy school, right? It's a boy and a girl, and they are attracted to one another, Uh-oh. but neither one of them can be the first person to initiate any kind of relationship, because that would then make them subservient to the other person. <laughs> Basically, if you ask someone out, now they own you. Yeah, the basic laws
0: of attraction, yes.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> universally applied and so the, the conceit of the show is they are basically treating it like a war between these two people who are trying to figure out how to how to be interested in one another but not actually ever say it and it's just they get a lot of traction out of that fucking that one conceit so it's it's, it's a good it's a good show I, I laugh a lot at it Oh yeah, interesting the narrator in the american dub version it's like they just told him dude do whatever the fuck you want just mm-hmm. go for it be as insane as you want, and he kills it. The narrator is the best part of the show. That's cool. All
2: right, Smith tells me I need to rewatch the the dub <laughs> to experience this.
1: At least the first episode, dude, because it's so fucking funny.
2: Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Okay. Also, Marcus, I thought
1: about Genshin Impact for a little bit, and listen... I'm a love with you right here. Here's why you should play Shimogami Tensei Nocturne. It's because you're you're basically collecting waifus in this game too, but instead of being anime girls, they're mythical monsters and demons and gods, some of which they're look Pokemon. like penises. So they're Pokémon. Mara is a penis in a chariot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some do look like 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 monsters and stuff, and some are hot. There's Pixie, there's High Pixie, there's Clotho, there's different. They're all, they're white. Oh, yeah, there's
0: some there. smoke shows in there. Don't worry. Oh yeah, all for right, sure. So we got Pokemon, Digimon. So, all
2: right, let's, let's go. It's
1: basically it's like Pokemon, but the, it's a bit creepier and more, there's more horror elements to it. uh just like collecting waifus, but all the, all the more traditionally attractive. Uh-huh. And also, you smash your waifus together to create new waifus Ooh. out of the original waifus. Oh, well, so well, you
2: sold me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> if you want me to get me to do something, compare them to waifus, man. We did but,
0: that with Hades, so, and you played it for like two hours, and listen, now we're all set. I played it,
2: didn't I? <laughs> Are you still stuck on the Hydra? I haven't played since. <laughs> I'm I'm playing a lot of Genshin Impact. I don't think you like, understand. <laughs>
1: I'm going to say this. I'm probably, probably the worst video game player in this podcast. If I can beat the Hydra, Marcus, you can beat the I mean, Hydra. You
2: are probably right.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is a problem with skill. I think Marcus has just, he did it once and then, <clears throat> I don't know, had low health or whatever and then he just never went back.
2: I, I will go back. I will beat up my dad and go see, you know, my mom. Yeah, I ten will times. Ten Okay. <laughs> But I will do it, you know, after after Genshin Impact is finished. What is the appeal of Genshin
1: Impact, Marcus, for you right now, anyways? Okay.
2: So as, uh, as
1: deep into it as you
2: are. <laughs> Alright. So first at first, I thought it was like just the waifus and the gambling, you know? The gambling. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I'm being honest about We're my gonna make our own here. game
0: where we have blackjack and hookers,
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: but Alright, a lot of stuff has happened. And, like, throughout the story, things have been lining up with this thing I've been researching. So I'm, like, doubly fascinated now. So, what was it? Basically, as the story goes, there are, like, seven gods uh, protecting this world, blah blah blah. But someone is coming around and stealing, like, their gnosis's from inside of them. Their gnosis's look like little chess pieces. but What is like, a gnosis's? That's, that's what I did, Seth. That's what I did. I researched what the hell a gnosis is. Oh no, really? You did? I did. And oh boy. Oh my god. I was not expecting what I came across. <laughs> so... Smith, you know where I'm going here, right? I yeah, go ahead. Right, you you need to explain it because I'm still like trying to wrap my head around it. How do you spell gnosis? G N O S S I S. Yes.
1: Like gnosis. Got it. Cool. They were they were the name of the enemies in the Xenosaga. So and that's where I got my first exposure to, to Gnosticism mm-hmm. and the deeper mysteries <sighs> of the universe. Oh my god. I'm not going to explain Gnosticism or Gnosis on this podcast, but just know that Marcus has gotten himself down a deep well of weirdness <laughs> at this point.
2: <laughs> and it, it's doubly weird for me because I was raised in a Christian church, so holy fuck, this is blowing my mind right now. Like, okay, yeah, I
0: read a blurb about it and it's the most nothing ever, so I guess I gotta do some more research if you guys think it's this big. I I, I gotta really...
2: Oh,
0: shit. Really, I'm looking at the Genshin Impact uh, <laughs> wiki right now.
1: No, Seth. We're talking about the actual concept of Gnosis I
2: know. in the real that's world. That's the
0: top one, and I was like, maybe against an impact one will give me like a short, sweet kind of example. Nope. I need. Nope. No,
2: it, it doesn't. <laughs> They're saying, "Hey, it's a little chess piece you can find inside a fucking archive." <laughs> like, holy shit! But yeah, okay. if we ever if we okay. ever talk about gnosticism here, that's when we'll get into it. Because holy shit.
0: <laughs> okay. I will. uh, Yeah, I'll look into it. Oh. You got a got a ding uh, here. Okay, you just sent me a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> uh-huh. Good to know. I'm assuming that's in Hebrew, which I cannot read.
1: So it's the, that's the Tree of Sephiroth. <laughs> I know that name. <laughs> Not related to Gnosis, but just one of those yeah. funny things that pops up when you
2: start. He's to from really that game, Final kind of
0: Fantasy VII Remake. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah.
2: Famous in the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, there's an original? A...
1: Damn.
2: <laughs> I played play that one he first. It
1: appeared in this, in this movie called uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children. Which is from there. great. Like, one, one of the best movies ever. It's not as good as Spirits Within, but yes.
0: <laughs> That's true. Sadly, it does live in the shadow of Spirits Within. My heart. My heart.
1: <laughs> Marcus is in physical pain. Hey, I'll <laughs> say this about
0: Advent Children, at least. They really tried something with that movie. Uh, I will never. What did they try? The animation style. They really tried something, and I'm I am never going to persecute you for swinging and missing. Everything else in the movie, not that great, but they really did swing with that animation stuff. So I I I, I do give them a lot of credit for for trying that out.
1: Okay.
2: Oh
0: god. I don't even remember what spirit within. Is spirit within the same animation style or is it different? I
2: can't remember. It was not as good as that. It was more
1: realistic, I would say, but but. It, it was worse because it failed to be realistic. Right. Yeah, it, The, the eyes. Valley? Remember the eyes? Yeah. Holy shit, the <laughs> eyes. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks like, just like a long cutscene.
2: Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. It's a very long cutscene.
1: So we haven't talked about politics yet. Yeah. It's tangentially a little bit. Is, is that yeah.
2: what we're going to start doing now? Talk about what we want and then add a little politic tag at the end? What we're doing now? So, we've been doing that oh, for years. Yeah. You're right. You're
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess the most interesting thing happening. Well, first of all, uh, Prince Philip died. Hell so yeah! Score one for the universe, pour nice. him Not out, boys. First him, next to Queen, please. Um, because we hate all the royals on this podcast. Yeah, and pretty much. We always will. Uh, I did. I see an interview with him in 1988, where he said that if he when he, if he ever died, he wanted to be reincarnated as a deadly disease to eliminate parts of the population. To bring down well, the global... A little
0: early on that one, Prince Philip. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or you're a
2: little late, I so, should say.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Reincarnation apparently isn't linear, so he could he could have died now and be reincarnated in the past as COVID, so you never know. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's It's possible. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm glad there's no rules. <laughs> that's right, Seth. You could die and come back as a fucking medieval shit farmer. Great. Love it. <laughs> Um. so he died that was pretty cool and it's caused a lot of meltdowns people are very are, are mad that people are mad people, people are mad that people yeah. are celebrating his death people are mad that people are mad <laughs> yeah Um. Uh. Let's see here Matt Gatz from Florida <laughs> is probably gonna get busted for fucking a 17 year old pedophile oh, and he, also he just being like one of those people he's just like that yeah. face it was like yeah I did it what you gonna
2: do that, it. that
1: face is his face is fucked up he looks, he looks weird. He looks like
0: a guy who really wanted to be one of those mega church televangelists, but somehow ended up in politics instead. And guess what? He's got you know, the chops for both. Right.
1: <laughs> he looks like a Batman villain. Like, like he's the the other Two Face. Yeah. Before he got <laughs> scarred. Exactly. He's Two Face that's on city council. <laughs> yes. Um so that's funny. I did see somebody defending him, being like, technically he's not a pedophile, he's an aphibophile. <gasps> what the
0: fuck? Yeah. Great. Now I gotta go Google a word to find out Don't what Google kind of criminal he is. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I gotta find out what kind of criminal he is. No thank you. Just throw him in jail. And you know what? Throw that person in jail too for making me look some up.
1: <clears throat> this person was like, I mean, come on guys, the age of consent in Germany is fourteen and I'm like, guys, pointing out that their age of consent is lower than ours is not an own on us.
0: Yeah. That's people do that with like Japan all the time. And I'm like, I don't I don't think that makes them better or us wrong
1: or anything. I think everyone is uh, <laughs> let's take a step Our back. Ours should be higher. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if you can't drink yet, you also can't fuck yet. So it's time to bring it on up to twenty one. Well baby. people are <laughs> Thinking we should bring that drinking age down. Sorry. I am against. You know what? Actually, reverse them. Drinking age eighteen, <laughs> fucking age twenty-one. That's
2: that's, the that's gonna off. cause
0: a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you understand the can of worms that's gonna open. <laughs> also, legalize all drugs. Every yeah. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Every every single drug.
2: It's funny because I probably won't do heroin. It's just too much work. Like no, no, the no. that's, legal that's part, the thing.
0: People call, like, marijuana a gateway drug, but they're like, oh, if you do that, you'll start doing other ones. I'm like, no, certain people are going to do those kinds of drugs because that's just how they turn out, you know? Like, I, you know, I've never once, want, I didn't even want to get into, like, cocaine. I never, none of that ever appealed to me. I just kind of, like, chilling out. I was just, I don't care about those other drugs.
2: Smith, have we told okay. the story about where we were at a party? <laughs> we were, we were, we were smoking marijuana. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's chill, having a good time, and then one of our friends goes, just whips that old plastic bag, mm. yeah, starts to divvy it up with a card. I'm like, that's not that's not coke, is it? That's not
1: <laughs> cocaine, and, Smith. And she was like, Yeah, that's cocaine on top of the third edition Dungeons and Dragons Monster Manual, which is pretty great.
2: <laughs> and I was like, and me
1: and you left. Right.
2: I was thinking around a little bit. I was like, Smith, are we, are we about to do cocaine? <laughs> no, we were not. Yeah. No. We left immediately But Smith, you had a you earlier physical. So
1: yeah, go ahead. The um, way you said I
2: didn't want to get into cocaine, the
1: phrasing made it sound like you did eventually get into I'm cocaine. Damn. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I had I had never had any desire. You know? Okay. Because you Cause were you like, know, like yeah, I didn't want to get into cocaine, but then eventually, yeah, they twist s- him, I <laughs> um, but, so you know, the arm enough.
2: you are
0: exactly. Contract. You're in college. <laughs> you got a lot of options. And I'm like, I don't, I don't ever want, these other ones just don't interest me at all. I'll stick with this. And so if you legalize everything, the people who are going to do heroin will just do heroin safely. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's what we kind of want. I watched a video of, um, Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia. I'm not sure if you guys know about this place. I didn't know about it until today. Marcus, you might know. You, you live in Philly, right, at one point?
2: I mean... Not okay. the city. No, I, I lived in the state, but, you know. Got it. um,
0: But, yeah, so there's a place, Kingston Avenue. It's called, some people call it the open drug market because it's almost like Hampsterdam from the wire because apparently, I mean, you can just walk through there and you will see people openly just doing heroin. You'll see them, like, selling drugs. People will just, so there's people who are, like, completely, like, you know, they've lost their path in life and they are, like. People who are so high that all they can do is, like, move in one direction and they just have, like, a syringe. Like, honestly, like, some of the, the, like, most depraved stuff you'll see that, I mean, obviously it's been set up by capitalism and, you know, the way that we don't even care about people who live in these kinds of conditions. Um, and it was, like, really shocking to me that, I mean, there's people who live, who just, that's just the way they live. And, you know, they probably they don't, they probably don't have, you know, any connection to their family or to any other people. And it once again, it's all because of the the mechanisms that capitalism set up to, to to outlaw drugs in this way, and you know to to not give people safe ways to um, explore any kind of you know addiction they might have. You know, it, it's uh, it sucked. I, I was like incredibly depressed watching this video.
1: Yeah, it, it it's fucked up how <clears throat> the way we treat addiction and stuff is like you said, totally rooted in capitalism and how. Because if you start doing drugs to to an excess, you're no longer um, a, a productive worker, unless you're you know a Wall Street guy who snorts down cocaine every you know twenty minutes, yeah. and uh, he he somehow gets away with it. But you know if you do heroin or whatever, and they just throw you away, they just discard you because you're not even you're not even part of the reserve army of labor anymore. You're below that, and it uh it does suck. Yeah and i mean, yeah, it,
0: it just creates um it just creates a terrible path in life like where you do that for long enough you probably get you even even if you do it safely you probably get arrested once or twice and then you can't get the kinds of jobs you can't even get basic jobs anymore so then you're like what do i do i'll just keep doing heroin then i guess i mean there's no no real reason to stop right um and then yeah. It just yeah it just creates these places um like this Kensington Avenue place where i mean people society you know just kind of collapses i mean there's i mean even in the south pe- people do not want to talk about the fact that the south is going through an opioid ep- epidemic like you can live there for a while people won't bring it up unless you like really look into it but there's there's a big problem with um like economically disadvantaged communities in the south trailer parks and stuff just overrun by the op- opioid epidemic
1: um, yeah and dying of it yeah.
0: constantly. and dying, and no one gives a shit they're they're just like oh yeah those are those people have you know, they weren't worth it anyway. And it's like they've lost, like I, I, I said earlier, people have like kind of lost their way. But for me, I'm like, we should give them a path to find it. And they were like, no, just, they're, they're disposable, basically. And it, it's it's really disgusting when you see, like, there's reports from like rural hospitals about, you know, sometimes they have six ODs in a night, you know, in like a small town hospital. And they're like, I mean, it's just, they just have to throw the body somewhere. And like, there's, there's no, like, there's no real path for those people to... uh you know, get, any, get anything else, and it's really, it's really sad. It's it we, the fact that we don't talk about it enough is, is uh, kind of disturbing.
1: Marcus, what are your thoughts on the opioid epidemic?
2: I mean, yeah, I didn't even know we had an issue like that. And yeah, like, it's true.
1: Um, it does create a problem too of when you have a legitimate pain you can't get anything at the doctor anymore oh my god yes if you go in there and like you're actually
0: hurting you'll be like i need something they'll be like yeah you're probably you're even if you're being serious we basically assume you're faking because we can't give out any any kind of painkillers anymore
1: yeah really sucks. so then
0: other people die because they're in actual legitimate pain they can't get fixed so you have people overdosing and people just dying of preventable causes um, yeah. it's just, it's just a, a, a two pronged, uh, kind of attack on rural people.
1: So also I haven't really looked at it too much, but have y'all seen Biden's $2 trillion infrastructure plan?
0: Mm-hmm. I keep here, I keep, <clears throat> I keep seeing all these headlines about it, but nobody ever, nobody ever really tells me, <laughs> well, here's the, the, the slicking, what is the skinny and the fat of the whole
1: situation? Well, the, I don't know much about it, but the Republicans are mad because they're like only 6% of it focuses on real infrastructure like roads and rail and stuff like that and i'm like there's more things to infrastructure than just like things you drive on also six percent two on. trillion
0: dollars is still pretty good right. <laughs> I, gotta, yeah. I gotta say
1: but they're but they're like oh these things all these other things don't pertain to to infrastructure but it's also they want to raise the corporate tax rate to 28 and the republicans and some democrats are fighting it and i'm like 28 is so low
2: right jump it up to 50 at least like shit it yeah. was like 60 and 70 back in the 50s and 60s. Wasn't it like 90 at one point?
1: For the richest people in America, they at one point in the 40s paid 95% in taxes. Oh.
0: Yeah. And hey, isn't that when America was great? It isn't, yes. isn't that what they're trying to get back to?
2: <laughs> Heavy air quotes great,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, do I you think, think Henry Ford and John more. Rockefeller weren't still extravagantly wealthy when they were being taxed?
2: Like, of course they were. You're would. crazy.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's like... It's just too, I, I'll look into it more because be, this fight's going to drag on for a while, so I'll I'll try and break get a, a better breakdown. But it's going to be another big fight, and we probably yeah. will negotiate away the best parts of it.
0: And then speaking of multi-billion-dollar corporations, uh, Amazon ended up winning their little gambit against the the Amazon or the the Alabama warehouse workers and won won the union yep. vote, um, which they're still going to try and arbitrate. Which I'm not sure if anything will come of it, but yeah, it's pretty sad. I mean, that they're I mean, incredibly insidious um, attack on those people in Alabama, which once again was one warehouse um, is pretty, pretty crazy. They they funnel a lot of money into that um, that they could have could have just paid in taxes anyway and helped somebody else. But whatever.
1: Right. I think I saw someone saying that in Philadelphia, there's a warehouse of wants to unionize next or try it. I think,
0: I mean, I'm not an Amazon warehouse worker. I have no idea what the conditions are like and what, I mean, I know what the conditions are like, but like what the, the mobilization is like, but I would say the best course of action is to have all of them. You decide, you do union votes at once right. and see how, yeah. how much Amazon can fight that. That would be the, the real attack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's getting, it's getting tough out there. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know? I don't know. I don't know how much longer they can keep getting away with the shit they're getting away with. You know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. people are people are hurting. COVID's not has not helped. COVID's, you know, kicked the ass in the economy for a long while and it's not coming back in any kind of real way. You know, and people are just trying to like scrape by somehow these these you know, the fucking stimulus payments. Unemployment stuff's helping out a little bit for some people, but I don't know, guys. It's getting it's getting rough out there yeah and i don't think the government has a plan to help
0: no like oh. I, we talked about at the very beginning of this pandemic when a lot of those when a lot of companies cut out jobs there's no there's not some magic pill that's going to make them come back um you know a company can grow and need more need more jobs most most people that um were out of a job aren't finding the same job again that's not That's not really how it's going to work, and it's one of those things that we try to brush aside when we talk about the pandemic and the economic impact, but it's something that we're going to be confronting very soon. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And what what the companies learned is we didn't need those folks. They were not essential to us continuing to to run, so we can just get by without them, even even without the pandemic threatening us, which it still is, by the way. It hasn't gone away. Everyone's saying, like, now that COVID's over, it's not over, my friend. It's very
0: much not over. I did get my first first uh, dose of the slut juice uh, hey. last week, so not that that once again, a few people act like the vaccine is kind of the cure. Um, I think people need to really <laughs> take a step back and think think about it, especially since this. Well, that, the other thing is, this vaccine isn't about stopping the disease. The, the vaccine is about lessening it so that you won't have to go to the hospital. You can still get right. COVID. You can still be very very sick, um, but you will. Hopefully, you know, with quotes, not need hospitalization because, um, if you get COVID once you have the vaccine.
1: Marcus, I forget, have you gotten your shot? Or are you going to get your shot?
2: I am going to get mine if, like, because I'm looking at the places that are available for me to get a shot. Mm-hmm. The closest is Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like a good drive. Oh, yeah. And, like, every other place is fully booked. I mean, I guess I could go to Savannah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard folks say that you, if you drive out to like a rural area you can probably find a CVS or a Walgreens it is giving them away because they're like the folks who qualify don't want them so they'll yeah. give them to anybody at that point
0: And uh, no for real though people are honestly living as if COVID is over I mean I, just, I, do, I try to be as safe as possible and still do some outdoor activities like go to parks and stuff with my wife and I mean we go to a park and we are the only people for about a mile even wearing a mask or trying to distance ourselves from other people Pe- people mm-hmm. will get real close to you, not wear masks, try to talk to you, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know you how yourself? else to tell you that I am trying to be a smart person right now, but I don't <laughs> want you to do this. Um, that's why I have
1: an idea of what you can do. So, yeah, uh, just carry around a knife that has blood on it.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> just to. Swinging around occasionally, really let them know. (laughs) Honestly, honestly,
0: I don't even know if that will be a good enough sign. (laughs) (laughs) Just some guy trying to give you a hug, yeah. Like while you cut the knife, exactly. Sir, I've honestly after this pandemic has pretty much proved to me that I did not understand how stupid people are, and I still don't. I think every day I get surprised by how stupid people can be.
1: Just get some finger paint and write on top of your, or your forehead and fuck you. Like, and see if that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you know what you should do? Just stop bathing. Just get real stinky and <laughs> keep them away that way. I kind of did that last week. I kind of I had a bad
0: week last week. I didn't bathe for like three or four days. <laughs> Whoa. I should have gone out when I was like that. I always take a shower before I got there. I should just not do that uh, next time.
1: Folks, I want to let y'all remember, in case you've forgotten, Seth is married. So if you're worried about your love life, <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, there's hope. Hope is out there. There's a fish in this sea that will accept your non-bathing for three or four days. Ass. That is, so. that is true. <laughs> yeah. You would, don't ever give up. You would be very surprised. Um, <laughs> the kind of hope you'll find. Um. So in terms of like other political stuff, I there's other stuff I'm sure going on, but I can't think of it right now. Like. Yeah. There's so many things and none of them are really that important. I guess the cops killed another black dude, you know, because oh. of course they do that oh, yeah. all the time. Same and they're saying that shit. he meant to pull his taser and he pulled his gun. <laughs> Oopsie, and, and guess this? what?
0: Our cops are so poorly trained they can't tell the difference between the two. That's more sad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, oh yeah, I thought I was my taser. I'm like, you thought your gun was a taser? You're mm-hmm. s- you're s- stupid. You shouldn't be allowed to be yeah. a police officer. Then.
2: How many times you, you thought did that you have heavy?
1: Been- you know that heavy black metal thing was the same as the big bolt. This light yellow plastic thing. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. There's no way you thought that. Yeah. I'd rather you just admit you're racist dread. and say you're that stupid. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> it's crazy. You're not. You're not Judge Dread. You're, you're It's yeah. like you have one gun that fires different rounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god. It's insane. Can you imagine
0: if we had that, the excuses they would come up with then? Oh, I thought I was oh in Taze mode, not bullet mode. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, Seth, no, it would be, I thought I was in bullet mode, not explode mode. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I was How in... did you kill him and three children? Well, you see. Yeah, I didn't know that I was in shooting
0: chainsaws mode. I'm sorry. I didn't. I really, really <laughs> thought that I was, that I had turned that option off for a little
2: bit. Yeah,
1: I, I, can, I can see it for sure. <sighs> well, but yeah. that sucks. Well, the way we kind of wrap that these up—that episode up. though, like,
0: yeah. Where we kind of wrap these up, we talk about what we're doing. We'll start with the guy who's probably has the most to talk about. I mean, besides Genshin impact, Marcus, what have you been up to? <laughs>
2: um, you know, um, oh fuck. Oh,
0: we have a reveal. We have. Oh shit! Is that is Smith it here?
2: Smith saw it in like a in like a, a sneak peek before. But I am going to try to, like, give them some different colors and whatnot. But Oh, shit.
1: Samurai Shamu.
2: Woot
1: Nice. Yeah, if you can
2: that's... get us a digital scan of that, we'll, we'll post it. So Dude, can, uh... that's what I've been trying to do. That's why it's so small. And, like, the scan is so shitty. I might have to go to, like, Staples or some shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, get us some kind of digital version of that. And we'll uh, post it. Oh. It'll be cool.
2: Nice.
1: So, if y'all were wondering, Marcus was gone for three weeks. He we was to draw one picture of a uh, samurai Shamu. <laughs> which
0: is actually a breakneck pace for him. It is. That's
2: we're
1: not right, going to litigate it. the
0: drawing you owe me,
2: but we'll. It uh, <laughs> will happen. Yeah, just, just give me another you know, ten weeks. <laughs> Smith, how about you?
1: What you've been doing? Oh, me! I think like I told you I've been fucking watching these anime shows. I've been playing Outriders. Okay. Which, how are you? Yes. I've
0: heard that the everything besides the fighting is complete shit, but the fighting is really good.
1: <laughs> I will say this: the shooting is good. Yeah. I, I do like it, but I will say this for the game: the story is actually somewhat interesting, and they have made an honest effort to do like a single player story in a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate them trying it. I'm not sure if it's going to work yet. I'm not done, obviously. Um, but they really did make an effort and it's the guys that did bullet storm. So it's got kind of that, that, that mixture of serious and, and, and humor that I enjoy. So it's, a uh, I think I think uh, I think there's there's some e- distance over there. Like I said, the shooting is great. I love the fucking like the gunplay is so much fun. The the, the wep- weapons feel nice, and the abilities. I, I chose the trickster uh, class, which is about like teleporting in and deleting enemies, and then like running away and then doing it again. Mm-hmm. And basically, every class in the game can't heal unless they do a certain thing. And for tricksters, it's kill people in close range. And once you learn that, you have to lean into what your ability, your your healing ability is. I got a shotgun, and I was turning people into bloody chunks, getting heals, getting shields.
2: It was good. I, It feels fun. Nice. Now Marcus, you're playing it too, though, right? I am playing it too. God, Genshin is taking over my fucking brain.
1: <laughs>
2: but I am playing the Technomancer. You yeah. can summon turrets, can poison people. I actually unlocked my second turret, so I have an ice turret that freezes people, and a blight turret that sprays poison on them. Oh. I heal just by doing any kind of damage. <laughs> yeah, Marcus cheats. He, all hey, his damage just it's you. not cheating if it's in the game. man. Just...
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Also, there's a character in the game, Marcus, how we thought of us, uh, called Lord Seth. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. Wait one second, I gotta spend 60 bucks real quick. <laughs> The first other person with superpowers you meet is named Lord Seth and he tries to kill you and he's like I'm so much power, more powerful and cooler than you. I have to go fight gods and you go do this petty bullshit where you save humanity. I'm so far above you. And I'm like, "All right, cool, Lord Seth." All <laughs> <Great." about> right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Seth, what have you been up to? I have been I'm I'm
0: diving deeper and deeper into the world of challenging myself and playing difficult games. I am currently running um, Ascension runs on Slate the Spire, trying to get up there, as well as unlock the true ending of that game, playing Hollow Knight for a second time, trying to get the true ending and do a 111% run of that game, and then I'm playing- Are you going to play Silksong? Oh, oh, hell yeah. That's the game I'm most excited for, besides maybe Deathloop. Um, And then I'm playing the hell out of Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Um, How's that going? It's hard as hell and uh, but i am i mean honestly I, I will say if you dedicate yourself and you actually try because like for a while i was just like i can't parry attacks it's very hard not the game's not for me but if you actually try you get surprised with how sometimes you'll be in a comet and you'll just parry the hell out of some stuff and then you're like oh wait i'm a freaking god at this game and then a new enemy comes up that has like a spinning a spinning flame blade that takes all of your vitality in one hit and you're like oh okay never i, I got some stuff to learn <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's honestly very rewarding and I don't know if I'm going to finish the whole game because there I mean, it does it gets to a very, very difficult point where I'm sure I'm 100% sure in my ability to actually beat all the bosses in the game. I'm not sure of my dedication to this game to do it in there, but I'm having fun right now and I will play for for, you know, as long as um as long as I'm still interested in it.
2: OK. All right.
1: All right, well boys is that an episode yeah i think so yeah,
2: that's an episode.
1: all right well i am smith you can find me on twitter at mc
0: surf i'm seth you can find me on twitter instagram youtube and twitch at part-time pretzel
2: and i am marcus you can find me on instagram at mr beaches yes. and and i do art occasionally on this podcast
0: recently <laughs> Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. our theme song was done by ben powell he's been a guest on the show before especially our movie reviews most recently our review of Zack snyder's justice league um he has his own podcast called Southern patina where they talk about wrestling and they're from the south if that sounds interesting go check it out
1: you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him get
2: under it fuck uh prince Philip. up <laughs> nice. no necrophilia is bad I mean th-
1: that would have been true even a week ago. So. Also, <laughs> real quick, let's just say this about Prince Philip. Did y'all know that he was the Queen's cousin? Yeah. Wow, that was her cousin, and she fucked him for years and had kids. Wow. So well, think that about that, British people. a lot. Ew, Marcus.
2: I think I think that's enough. Yeah, let's leave. Okay. Let's Stop this. Okay. <laughs> Don't fuck your cousins. <laughs> yeah. Ew.
1: Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to or New York,
2: that's the podcast, baby. We're out. Out.